Welcome to Full Carts. I'm Andy. I'm Devin. And this is a podcast about shopping experiences. And today we're going to talk about Rite Aid, the chain drugstore, which recently declared bankruptcy. So I wanted to get on it before it disappears and get a reading. I'm coming at this from a place of loving chain drugstores. When I was in college, creative writing classes, half of my short stories were just about wandering around Walgreens, like in the Christmas season and listing the soundtrack and all the things they were selling in the seasonal aisle. And for a night out, I would either end up at Walgreens or just go to Walgreens and that would be the occasion. We call it Green Walls. My brother and I, like an inside joke instead of Walgreens. Sounds funny. Yeah. 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 I can see how that one stuck. Absolutely. We're stopping. And there's this really big one in my hometown and we call it the Taj Mahal. <laughs> there's a, there's a particularly large Walgreens. Yeah. yeah. So I like, to me, just like it is comforting and soothing wandering through a chain drugstore with all these little departments, idea that you can get anything you need. That's where I want to be. Yeah, I get that. I, yeah, I don't come from, I don't come at it from the Exact, exact same angle. I feel like there is a place in my heart for that pristine fluorescent store. Yeah. Like that idea of, you know, just all the products lining up perfectly, like fully stocked, like every single space. And I feel like I, um, there used to be a bodega that I went to near my old work. And, you know, I went there like every day. And then, and it was like a sort of mom and pop classic bodega and then they closed down and they reopened and it was it was a sad moment but the first day I went in there and went in and it was like I was probably the first customer like nothing had been removed from the shelves and it was that feeling of just like out of the box like this is how the store is designed to look and then of course that didn't last but that feeling that was like a great shopping experience that I had one time and but I I get that the, you're still chasing it. Yeah, yeah. But I get that the chain that the chain drug store in its highest form like offers that type of thing. Yeah, but it will like is there a drugstore to like heal you? But it's not just medically, but for me, you know, emotionally, psychologically. Okay. Yeah. I I would say well we we'll get into it, but I feel like that is the. <laughs> that's like the ideal of the chain drugstore experience. But I would say that this in the year 2023, maybe? Yeah, spoiler alert. Is not that. Not ideal, no. But there still are some good things about it. And we went, we're there during, this is October. So the seasonal aisle season is Halloween. And I, actually the original idea for this podcast was just to call it seasonal aisle. And it would just be exploring chain drugstore seasonal aisles every season. But Decided ultimately not enough material, maybe. We'll see how there's always, we can always pivot back. We can pivot back, pivot the seasonal aisle. And so my question is, so thinking of the five seasonal aisle seasons in chronological order or year order, temporal, we have Valentine's, Easter, the spring, summer, mostly toys and things, Halloween and Christmas. Do you have a ranking in your head? Yeah, it goes Halloween, summer, Easter, Valentine's, Christmas. Did and, you want and, and Christmas and Valentine's are very close and in a tier far below the other three. Okay, wait. Say this. So you have Halloween, Hall- Valentine's. Ha- no, no, Halloween, Halloween, easy first. Yes. 
Summer is second, distantly. Easter, third. Interesting. And then Valentine's and Christmas. Christmas bring, last? Bringing up the, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Let me give you my ranking and then a little bit of explanation and you can weigh in. I'm not trying to get you to change your rankings, but I'm saying that I might have some arguments that are really yeah. powerful and irrefutable. Yeah, well, I get the, re- you. what is it? Is the rebuttal what I say after you have your, or is that my closing statement? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I'm know. just going to say, mm-hmm. Okay, so Halloween, number one, because of candy that you don't get other times, fun decorations. And I love 100 grand. They used to be called $100,000 bars for you Generation Xers and older. Crisp rice, caramel, chocolate. And I think they're around the rest of the year, but I only seem to see them on Halloween. But I love them. I like caramel. So Halloween, one, two, Christmas. I don't love candy canes, but I like seeing all the different flavors of candy cane, like how they have Skittle-flavored candy canes, Jolly Rancher-flavored candy canes, soda-flavored candy canes. So I love seeing what collaborations not to eat but just to appreciate from a distance sure and they're really good toy selections at this right aid we went to a few years ago i bought this tiny little atari at games console and it still works and you can play all these old atari games on it just like a really legitimately cool toy at a good price so there are a lot of cool toys so for me it's halloween christmas summer very close very close just because all the squirt toys float toys things like that Easter, because I like the idea of those jelly bird eggs and the little speckled whopper eggs and just the things being born again with spring. Yeah, and then Valentine's last. Yeah, that that's, that feels right. I, I was so in, in my in defense of my original ranking. So I think Halloween the same. It's, to me, it's, it's actually weirdly less about the actual stuff, <laughs> the okay. shopping experience and buying it, I've realized, and more just what you're saying like the emotional response okay. to the so like halloween is just it's feel good yeah plus i mean i feel like these stores are it's very candy centric your shopping experience at least for me anyway or at least what they're pushing is like primarily the se- seasonal candy and obviously halloween just by far the best yes and, well a uh, lot of it is i was thinking it's just like the same candy in different colors and shapes Right, like the reset is just like, oh, this is like a Christmas shape of candy, and then you'll have an Easter shape, right, and a heart right, right. shape, and it's Valentine's a, Day. It's not different. Essential and you can barely candies. even tell. It's like I think this is a bell. That's Christmassy. Like some of them are so. It's like how hard is it? It's like the Easter, the Easter one. That's like egg. It's the only one that they really nail. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> but even then, I feel like oh, now they have like. Valentine's eggs. I know. Like they're like, stretching it already kind of an egg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can you make a heart? Oh my god, the two they, no, they can only do just slightly slight variations on a lump shape. I feel like they just have no quality control and all the rejects, they just sort somebody's job is to they have AI doing it now, sorting them into you know, the computer's like they're like, What does this look like? And the computer's like, That's a bat. And a, a human would laugh, but they're they're sorting billions of these Reese's shapes by computer and saying, yeah, the computer said it was a bat, so those go into the Halloween bag. And then when they tell you it's a bat and it's a bat on the picture, and you open it and you're like, eh, I can see it. There's not that much bat shape. Yeah, so that really that really gets at my chain drugstore love. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, so I, I so summer I feel like it's just like. Anything that's summer vibes, as we've talked about uh, on this podcast, 
<laughs> or we will in the we future. Heard, yes. That is just a good, everyone loves that. I sort of get what you're saying with Christmas, but to me, like Christmas Valentine's are just the most corporatized. That's the one where you really feel Interesting. to me I, where they're just like, okay, you know, and Point Easter thing. is in the middle because like you said, they, they, there are some actual separate things you can only get then that and are good. For me, Christmas at this point feels kind of almost more organic. You know, we are lighting this dark season. With this. So I, I grew up Catholic and we, you know, celebrate Christmas and everything and had to go to church and stuff like that. So I don't know if maybe if you don't celebrate Christmas in that way, you have always viewed it more abstractly. That so could be, yeah, for me, it was mostly about the seasonal aisle in the drugstore. Yeah. <laughs> there were no other obligations. That's what I'm saying. Candy canes. No, but I just mean like you, you've always had to, so like, I feel like if you grew up in a Christian tradition, you have this idea of they're canceling Christmas or whatever, the war on Christmas. I don't know. Probably there's some ingrained part of me that's like seeing, seeing Christmas corporatized. Is, uh, uh, right, right. <laughs> I think both these things, I can, you have the spiritual and the commercial and these things can exist together. I, I, everyone, I've embraced that now, but I feel like now I feel sure. like I'm getting at some uh, deep seated issues here. I also mentioned quick, the regular candy aisle is still going full strength, which here is not, it feels more like three quarters strength. But I don't know, if, I want to figure out if there's a word for this, but this concept of when there's a special event going on, doing the regular version of that, like being in the regular candy aisle at Rite Aid while the Halloween aisle is bumping with candy spilling out of the shelves. Similar to if there's a marathon going on in your city and you're just doing a casual 5K through the park like you do every week, or if Comic-Con's happening and you're just going to your comic book store and buying a couple of comic books, you're sort of extra aware of a thing that is just the regular routine when some huge celebratory version of that is happening. Some language must have a word for that. Yeah, some, I don't know. It's like, But I don't know what language that would be. Yeah, it's like, it's not a fear of missing out. You're like missing out on purpose, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but these, yeah, maybe both things are heightened. So, all right, here's where things are going to take a turn because so far all right seasonal aisle fun halloween candy i picked up some hundred grand bars there are a lot of empty shelves in this right aid and i was really going in i'm like i'm going to sell Devin on this this is going to be a good trip he'll see my you know persistent childhood love that has is still going on but there were vast shelves just empty not like oh they're just missing this one brand of soap or shampoo but entire half aisles that are cleared out and i go there regularly and it's not like just one day but they're often empty paper goods the office section the toy section is so like if you didn't know any better you would think it was a store selling pegboard <laughs> yeah it, it was it was quite barren i think that it was like i don't it didn't quite have the it didn't quite have the vibe of a store that had been like looted no, but it no. did have the vibe of when there's a blackout or or everyone hears that there's going to be something. And it, right, snowstorm, yeah, yeah, intense weather. Yeah, yeah, and you show up like 15 minutes too late and everything's gone. And it really like, it almost like reflects badly on the stuff that's still there. It's yes. like when, the, it's like, uh, yeah, exactly. There's like no bottled water. There's just like a few cases of Dasani left. And you're like, oh, wow. Like you faced with right, no potable water. I would rather water. dehydrate. <laughs> Exactly. So that's that that is the 
that is like what the feeling of the remaining supplies in the store kind of feel like. Yeah, and it has this little early pandemic vibe, and it's not everywhere. The key food, the grocery store, the shelves are full. Other places, it's not like there's breaks in the supply lines of these things. Presumably, if someone were on it, the shelves could be stocked. And to be fair, as we were leaving, we did see a lot being unloaded. But it's still hard to imagine that if we went back today, all the shelves would be full. Yeah, it is true. You know, I remember going to the Target in downtown Brooklyn and that had a similar thing where it was like they basically couldn't stock it fast enough it's like the highest volume right Atlantic or Fulton before the uh Fulton one opened. okay well famously yes yeah, that yeah, was like yeah, the yeah, one yeah. target serving probably like the most people being served by one target would be that exactly store so in, in that country. sense it's like yeah is this an issue where it's where it's just very high volume but I don't think so because I have been to this Rite Aid other similar drugstores in the area and I feel like it is who knows yeah maybe it's the bankruptcy there's some I feel like labor issues going on where they're just they've just given up on keeping the store stocked properly and then they, they also stock it like during the middle of yes we were there at I the think 445 yeah. like this is when yeah. people especially now with early work days and things like this is yeah the heavy part of the day and the aisles were blocked Right, right. So, yeah, that seems like something else that's going on these days, but that's above my pay grade probably to understand. Yeah, a lot of things we're going to talk about are going to be on what a goofy shopping podcast can solve. And so as a sort of a companion to the empty shelves is a ton of stuff. And this is also huge issues lead to this. So much stuff is locked up. Yeah. And not just tied the most random stuff, not the things that are not like batteries, the things that are traditional right behind the counter shoplifting targets. It's just body com- wash, com- ice cream. Well, famously, there was like a big <laughs> ice cream heist and it might have even been that right, Abe. And so people stole hundreds, if not thousands of dollars of ice cream, Haagen-Dazs from a Rite Aid or CVS. Maybe it was Dwayne Reed. And so now all the ice cream coolers are under lock and key. That's funny. You know, one of my great shopping heists was actually at that Rite Aid. And I, I went by and the the manager was on the street and he was like, all ice cream, $1. I was, it was in the summer. And I was like, is the freezer broken? And he's like, yeah, freezer's broken. <laughs> and I went in and you took was, advantage. Yeah, it was, it was a great, uh, so basically it, the, the big ice cream heist Personally, my big ice cream ice was also at that Rite Aid. Where okay, but it was me. You were like, helping them. That's like they're cutting their people. losses. I got in right at the right time. There was like three other people. They were like, it was before the frenzy, like the part of our brain where like, we're not going to get as much as we want had been triggered. And people were just leisurely being like, it's free ice cream. We can pick and choose. And was it we, a dollar? So was it a dollar for like a pack of like six anything. drumsticks or for one? All one, everything one price. So yes, okay. you had to do some quick mental math if you were really greedy about what, what you wanted. But yeah, people were, we were like leisurely just like picking all their favorites, but then you could see, you could tell the wave of people where the word was Sure, out. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got some nice popsicles, you know, some of those bars that you wouldn't otherwise buy well, for now, a dollar. Right, so now if you wanted that, not only is it, well, that was a special occasion, but you have to get a worker to unlock the freezer. Or if you want body, like, well, it's weird. So one of the weird things about it, I feel like if it were consistent, like if everything were locked up the same way, 
then there would be, I know, at least aesthetically, it'd have a vibe, but there, I would say 15 different kinds of lock. Like some things were in special <laughs> yes. boxes. Some things had little <laughs> uh, sort of like zip ties with a electronic device around them. Some things you had to like lift it. Some things you had to slide it. So, and there were different colors. Some were red, some were white. So there was a weird catches catch can kind of yeah, style they, that it was, was like a little unnerving. At the wall to see, oh, this help? No, to me, the comical one was like literal single items, like a single tube of toothpaste under lock and key in its individual box, which you could also just steal the whole box. Like it was a very odd uh, and sort of antisocial design. It is. And I get it. Like there's definitely like shoplifting is up, but then it's strange because I'm not, well, you mentioned that I I have called people to like, oh, I want, and razors, I feel like are one of the things that for a long time, because that is such a small expensive item. Yeah. Like, you know, your Mach 3 blades, Mach 5. Mach 12, what are we up to? And I've gotten people to unlock the razor blades, but toothpaste, and especially now I know they're understaffed. There's probably a big line of people and be like, oh, like we need help. Some idiot needs aim in the toothpaste (laughs) aisle. So it's just like, okay, I'll just, I just got whatever was unlocked, whatever they didn't put, whatever wasn't worthy of being stolen. And I think toothpaste is one of those things I don't know what it's called, differentiated, like some kind of product where they're all pretty much the same. Maybe this is everything, but advertising is really what differentiates them, right? And you think of toothpaste as sort of like the classic Madison Avenue item, right? Toothpaste ads, like that's what advertising is to sell things like toothpaste, right, which is right. essentially nothing. It's all the same. I mean, there right. are a lot of items like that, one. but oh, people spend like, they spend like billions. And then here I'm just like, well, I will just get whatever is not locked down. <laughs> You know, the thing that was strange to me about it, yes, aside from just like the the vast array, like a whole security apparatus, just like they, they threw at the wall to see what would work to help curb what I think is like a fake problem. I don't think there's a shoplifting problem. I think it's, I think this is just a Well, that's just depends theater. on, I think, what you're reading. Yeah, this is, the, I think it's a, a corporate theater. But yeah, it, it's, it feels like so it has like such carceral vibes like it's not protecting the stuff from you the criminal although you do feel like a criminal but like the one where i saw like the lonely toothpaste in its own box locked up it was like it's like the merchandise is being punished like it's done something wrong i feel like there would be you know that akon song locked up like i feel like there would be an adult swim show animated show feature that's like the characters are just like these various items at a rite aid and they like sing Akon's locked up together. Yeah. Are they trying to escape? Is this a? Is it? No, a... they live in the store and are, are are locked up because of their alleged misdeeds. I, I assume nobody knows what the toothpaste did, but they did something. No, or the body wash. It was weird because I even took a picture, but one yes. of the body wa- and these aren't even like high end body washes, just like Dove body wash, and one of them there was like the Infinity Clean was locked up, but then the Crystal Ocean one next to it wasn't and i don't know is it just sort of random which ones have the security tag? and some of them are locked up and some have like a security tag that they'll remove at the yeah they have security tags 
Yeah, it is interesting. I, I do, uh, I have some curiosity about that. It's like, do brands pay to have their own extra, to have their own stuff locked up? Or do they pay or extra have it not, not to? Lock- yes, yes, <laughs> this is the question. Right, <laughs> right. Like, a lot of people, and I do. Most I of their to- money they make now actually from uh, charging companies to not have their merchandise under lock and key so people can actually buy it. That's all where most of their margins are right now. This makes sense. So the snack aisle was, it was all right. The soda aisle was the strongest. And I took a picture and just showed you like everything. That was the one one part of the store where everything was accounted for and all the brands were not turned in the same direction, but at the edge of the shelf and looked like, oh, this is the land of plenty that we sort of took for granted for so long. And then during the pandemic, right, there was all this, oh, like there's all these steps that have to happen for these shelves to be full. And realizing, oh, you sort of don't take it for granted anymore that a lot has to happen right. Yeah, the soda aisle was going strong. I feel like these are the things that like you get a glimpse into like how these how the companies actually work. You're like, okay. <laughs> the the allocation of resources to maintaining the store with this they've like completely fallen off in every department except the soda aisle. Except so the soda like, aisle. You're like, this is where they make cl- clearly ninety eight percent of their money is, is made selling soda and the rest is like a service they'd rather not provide, but must provide to keep us coming to the store. Right. They should uh, pivot to just beverage distributor. Yeah. Exactly. Which there used to be so many more of. Exactly. Here. Uh, but they did have, when you point out, they had those hot fries and there are a few sort of unexpected items. Not everything is down the middle. And they had Tato skins, which used to be, do you remember? They came, there was Keebler yellow package sour cream and onion potato yes. skins and they looked they were kind of in the shape of a potato and each side was different like one side looked like potato skin and yes, it was a yes. slightly lighter brown totally and they were delicious and i missed them and now they they you know they got sold and resold Is and it like teamed TGI up with tgi Fri- fridays yeah, yeah, yes yeah. it's like and it's just not the same <laughs> and then i was just like okay and i was ended up looking up potato skins t-shirts today yeah you know where they, it's a print on demand sort of thing but i feel like it'd be worth it i think i could get five compliments on it over the course of I go like price oh. per compliment when I'm thinking of a t-shirt like that. Sure. Not a I lifetime, think... but within a year. Like if I, like for something like, <laughs> like Tato Skins, I want people... Yeah. A throwback Keebler Tato yes, Skins. not the TGI Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what That'd was... be weird. That would be weird. No, I mean, look, I feel like you're going to get three. Just any vintage, any good vintage, right? Like unique looking shirt, you're going to get three. So six doubles that. I bet I'd, I'd say 12. I think that would be a good one. People remember Tato Skins. Okay. Andy Cap, that was one of the first co-branding that ever existed, right? Why? Are, yeah, they feel like there should be more cartoon, like syndicated. Snoop, cartoon. Well, they have like the sort of like Bart Simpson and Butterfinger, but I don't know if he actually was on like candy bar. And probably. And it's not like it's not like a Barterfinger or whatever. Like, right. It was really it was just, just a, a he was spokes. like a spokesperson. Yeah. This was like Andy Cap. It was like his product. It was very unusual. I have always been a fan of the hot fry. That would be a good t-shirt as well. Yeah. I think I'd rather, sometimes, yeah, I would just rather wear the t-shirt than eat so many hot fries. I'm more of a potato skin man than a hot fry man. Handicap. Yeah, weird. Did he eat them? I don't even know what the connection is. I will do some research after this. So check out, I picked out what? I had some toothpaste, not my usual brand, whatever, wasn't locked up. And I do, do you have a card at? Right aid like do you put in your phone number to get a discount uh you know what i i uh, i don't think that i do okay i do i love it oh one thing another little 15 second remind the cereal sales at chain drug stores 
like Rite Aid are pretty good. They're always two for one. It'll never be one. But it's like, oh, you can get two Frosted Flakes for $7. Because cereal has one of those things that has gone up pretty steeply in the last few years. But good cereal. I want to see the positive here. Check out. Oh, so you put in your phone number and then you get discounts on things. And it's really thrilling sometimes. You put in your phone number at the end. It'll be like $48 and something that'll go down to $36. And you're like, yeah. It's like a Vegas win or yeah. something. But here's a weird thing. So I put in like, oh, round up to donate to Kids Sense Charity. Yeah. So sometimes if nothing's on sale, I put in my number and the price actually goes up. Really? Because I'm rounding up to donate. So it's oh. okay, you know, but so it's like a little bit. So there's sort of a thrilling. They go down, but it'll be going up, but then I get to. Right. If there was no risk, feeling of no doing, reward, yeah. right? Like you wouldn't feel that. But it's pretty, like yeah. it, 99 cents is the maximum <laughs> risking. And they still, the receipts are not as big. I don't know if you remember, there was this time mid, like around 2014, 15, where one of the big issues of stand, like the go-to stand-up comedy joke was about how long drugstore receipts right. had gotten. Like this was the big problem. Right. That was being addressed and dealt with. Exactly. Like you'd, you'd buy toilet paper at CVS and then you'd get the receipt and then you'd put the toilet paper back. And just take the receipt. That was like the stand-up joke that like somehow like dozens of comedians are all <laughs> Yeah. And I do. Uh, yes. I get Scott tissue, I think. Yeah. The single ply. Not. So I would be fine with a receipt, I think. Yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll have other. There's a lot to talk about with that. So what we're going to do then after we've discussed our shopping experience is having a cart rating. One through four carts. Let's talk about what you would give it. Okay, so I have to say, I, again, I was like, oh, I know this is going to be at least three. It's probably going to be three and a half because I have so much love for Rite Aid. And I was telling you, it's like a family member or a sports team. Even if they're on, if they've fallen on tough times, your love for them doesn't waver. You're like, oh, I disagree with this personnel decision. So I'm no longer a fan of whatever team you're a fan of. Or same thing, you know, your family members, they screw up. You love them just the same. But with this situation, I was like, oh, obviously, we'll go and do this. But I know I'm going to give it three and a half cards. But Devin, this is why they play the games. This is why they play the games. Yeah. And you don't just go by what Vegas says, by what the betters are saying. Exactly. So we played the game. And I was almost crying by the end of this trip. Like, I really... <laughs> I'm getting a little choked up here. Yeah. Like it really was rough. And I like the people, like I've never had a bad experience with the personnel who work. The people who work there. I usually really friendly and I say hello. They've always helped me out. But it's not and I think like you mentioned, this is coming from somewhere up above and there are all sorts of factors coming into play to result in these empty shelves. And it just reminds me of things that are going wrong. And so for me one to four cards. I'm giving it uh, two point seven, two yeah. and a half to two point seven five. <laughs> two and a half. And then I don't know. Okay, literally, this podcast there. doesn't exist, <laughs> and I'm putting so much thought. I'm like, oh, do I give them credit because of like the past love that I have for it and the potential that I know it has, or is this the wake up call they need? I mean, I wanted to. I, I almost want to like do an intervention, be like, there's so much potential here, and you've been so great, and you can be so great, and we just need to take some steps to make that happen. I know it's tough, but we can do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think two and a half. There's room to grow. 
and get better. And I came up with this theory. I think things started going downhill when chain drugstores stopped selling cigarettes. This is just out of nowhere. This is like another theory I have that the social fabric started fraying when we stopped using bench seats in cars and then we put consoles in the middle of a front seat. So it was like, oh, it was prioritizing gear shifts and heated seat controls over another person. Like there used to be cars where you'd sit three across in the front seat. There are still some trucks. Anyway, so that, and I just came up with this. Yeah, so when they stopped selling cigarettes, obviously cigarettes are bad for you, but they're kind of cool. And I feel like maybe, and maybe it was just they made money off of cigarettes and they used those funds to help keep the store going. But I like to think it was more just about the certain attitude. Yeah. I can see that. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember when that stopped. Do you know when the, they stopped the them? cigarettes yeah, or yeah, the bench yeah. seats? The cig- the cigarettes. And smoking a cigarette in the middle bench seat of a car. I mean that peak America. Yeah. Now. Well, I think within the last three to five years. Okay, I didn't notice. I think that was one of those things that it's like anything that was behind the counter, I never bought. Similarly, I never asked for anyone to unlock anything. You know, so. But I, cigarettes have always been behind the counter. Like that, uh, right? That's what I'm saying, but I would never have bought uh, anything from behind the counter at mm-hmm. a That's why you never took up smoking? Store. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's... A um, I think I give this one card. I mean, if you're struggling in the twos... Devastating. If you're struggling in the twos, how I, I, you know, I think that justifies that I'm in the ones. One and a half? I mean, I've... If if one is is the lowest rating, which it is, well, I think, but you could go zero. You could go like because we're making up these rules as we go along. Yeah, it's not like a program that won't. But that's you. I'd give this zero <laughs> cards oh. if I could. <laughs> this this you that's can. my point. Negative. Though. You that's can even point, go though. five if you need to. That's my point, though, is that this is not a I'd give this zero if I could situation. I could okay. do whatever I want. I feel like it's you know we're in the ones. We're in the ones. It's quite it's quite bad. Yeah. Definitely but you a could fall get some grace. It is a fall from grace. Oh, and I also point out the Pepsi, they, they did have themed Pepsi. They had both New York Giants and New York Jets themed Pepsi cans. That's nice. There were some nice, there were some grace notes. The shampoo, they had some nice, they had Paul Mitchell shampoo that wasn't locked up, but you just had to move a plastic slider to get to it. So you just couldn't like there's just like a little bit of friction <laughs> if you were gonna if you're gonna shoplift you had to do it more slowly that was <laughs> such a weird that was such a weird idea that was like as long as because it's not like there's some secondary intervention like if oh you know it's like if you have like two locks on your if you <laughs> if you have like two locks on your front door it's like well if they can break in they can break in but they'll go a little bit more slowly and maybe that's the difference but here how is that the difference is there maybe in some stores they have they think there's going to be an uh, right? I think it's just inter- yeah, slows you down. Maybe it's just like if you just are mindlessly taking things off the shelves, you have to think about it. Yes. Well, because you know how my friend has has some app that he is an app for his apps on his phone where it like delays. So when you go to open like Instagram or something, it delays it. I tried to install that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he used that. So I feel like <laughs> this is the same thing. It's like I was going to shoplift the Paul Mitchell, but then I had to move like four sliders and I was like, I thought better of it. No, good analogy. Yeah. All right. So that was our review of a Brooklyn Rite Aid. One and a half carts, two and a half carts, a lot of potential there. Do better next time, Rite Aid. Do better next time, Rite Aid. We believe in you. I believe in you. Maybe after you, uh, you know, do this uh, 
debt restructuring and all that. Absolutely. Get, Absolutely. Get back on your feet. Oh, and I forgot, I meant, I was going to say at the beginning, they just, within the last, like in 2020, they had a rebrand where they went from the red and blue old logo to a new, fresher green and blue logo. And the whole idea is that it's a mortar and pestle with leaves coming out of it, that it's a balance of the pharmaceutical and the wellness. So it was like, oh, we're bringing this together. And it was such a hopeful moment. And it might have been like right before the pandemic hit or af- right after the pandemic hit. And it was really not great timing. And there's a sense of like, we're going to be reborn, but that didn't happen. Yeah, I didn't even notice that until you pointed it out. But I did, once you pointed it out, I did realize that the logo is different. I feel like all of these logos, they, it's almost... They almost universally still just end up being like a little more generic, a little more corporate seeming, which seems like the idea. I feel like that happened in the 90s with sports teams or all the logos. Well, my theory is you need to move forward so you can have a throwback logo. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be like where I wouldn't consider wearing a Rite Aid t-shirt. But now that they moved on, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this old logo that harkens back to 2017. Right aid, yeah, yeah. That's the that's and then you that's can... the cycle. That's what I was saying. So sports teams, they've started trying to, you know, with the NBA, they have like the city jerseys and all. They do way sure. more throwback stuff. So it's it's they they're in the, I feel like now in like the heyday of that, revaluing the more unique logos and stuff like that. I saw a Patriots game last week or two weeks ago where they had the old like Minutemans hiking the football right. logos. So, you know, anyway, yes, we're not there yet. They've just done the rebrand, but soon you'll be able to wear the right age shirt and get maybe like one and a half to two and a half compliments. The throwback one. Yeah. Yeah. Not as many as Tato skins. Definitely. So thanks for listening. We appreciate you being here. We're still figuring it out, but we'll be talking about stores, online, in-person shopping experiences. I'm Andy. I'm Devin. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you.